cloudy and uh, there's snow everywhere, I kind of get bummed. Um, you do not have the, uh, the, the thing that affects a lot of people's joints, do you? Arthritis? Oh, arthritis? Yeah. I do. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, so you really don't like this. Yeah. Okay. I don't talk about it. It's in my back of my neck, wow. so I don't talk about it. In my okay. Head. But yeah, it's it's there. Huh. Then maybe that's all part of what makes us suck even more. Yeah. But no, I I want to be places warm when it's cold like this. So do you feel it then? Are, are you like a, a soothsayer? And do you know like when bad weather is coming because your neck starts to hurt or your joints start to hurt? No, that's different. No? Yeah. That's, I don't know what that's all about. It's just simply when it's cold. <laughs> not when it's about to be cold. I was I'm hoping you, you would embrace the soothsayer. Yeah. No. I don't walk around with like two sticks looking for water either. Oh, come on. Yeah. All right. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the Newman and Paid Podcast, episode number 48. And we are talking about... Saturday morning TV and what made us... <laughs> What made the weekend that much cooler when okay. we were kids? So Saturday morning TV, I had to do some research because I'm thinking to myself, I can do this for about 30 seconds and then I'm going to run out of ammo because it's been a long time since I stopped and thought about Saturday morning cartoons and cartoons that you saw that were being rerun after school Yes. kind of get blended in my head. Okay. Like they're... Theoretically, two different things. Yes, very much so. Because those were the syndicated ones. The He-Mans, the Thundercats, and stuff like that were the after-school cartoons. But the classics on Saturday morning were the Hanna-Barbera ones. Hanna-Barbera, um, Tex Avery. Um, yeah. And Tex Avery came up in the school with, uh, with Warner Brothers and then right. went out and did And Tex Avery was own. Tom and Jerry. <clears throat> Excuse me. Tom um, and Jerry, Droopy. Right. Uh, Woody Woodpecker. Right, and they were kind of in the same family. I think that was all under the Hanna-Barbera masthead. No, Hanna-Barbera was his own thing. Warner Brothers was his own thing. Tex Avery went under, uh, Tex Avery went on to later um, be a part of MGM too. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's funny because you can picture at the end of a cartoon instead of it being the lion, it would be. Or seeing at at the beginning of the cartoon. Yeah, you see Tom and Jerry, see Droopy. I'm happy. Right. And then, uh, and then you had the Super Friends. Oh man! So the Super Friends—that was um, Justice League Super Friends. That was uh, Xana and Jane. Um, th- and their okay. sidekick, the monkey, was named. Oh man! I again, I did my research oh. because there's no way I would have just simply remembered this. Uh, the little purple monkey—that was always the comic relief. Yeah, Gleek. Gleek. Thank you. No, that's no need to thank you. No, me that's for that. great. Because <laughs> it's terrible. Hannah, okay, so then dig this. So so this is this was my my routine on Saturday morning. Um, get up and try to make as little noise as possible. Because my dad was very much a stickler for sleeping in. He got right. when he had Saturdays off, he loved his sleep. All right. So that's when, fair. when Chris made noise, his dad came down on him like Thor's hammer. Okay. And so Chris later understood in life that if you're going to have your, your bowl of your favorite cereal, right. uh, which was buckwheats for me at the time. Buckwheats? Buckwheats. I don't know that I've actually <laughs> had buckwheats. It was so delicious. So okay. I would get a bowl of buckwheats and I would, I would huddle near the TV and have the TV on just loud enough to where even if I'm chewing the food, can... it drowned out the sound of the TV. There you go. All right. And I would watch Speed Racer. I would watch Ultraman. 
I would watch the banana splits. Okay. Uh, I and and some of these would then transcend to um, become sun uh, uh, weekday morning viewing. So KTVU, yeah. if you remember KTVU, the Fox affiliate out of Oakland, right? They had two hours from like seven to nine a.m. They had two hours of uh, animation, like live action stuff. Doctor Shrinker. See, I didn't watch that in the morning. I remember they had afternoon. Yes. They did a couple of cartoons, and in between in the commercial breaks, you would play. Oh, man. In between the commercial breaks. Uh, pow. Pow. So when we first, for whatever reason, I guess it was when 21 was picking up the signal from Channel 2 over the hill, you would have these Bay Area kids that would call in, and here's the screen that had ships, kind of like a Star Wars looking thing, and the kids would yell, pow, pow, and it would make it fire. Huh. I think it was nothing more than somebody playing a video game for them, and the goal was to get so many points, and if you got so many points, you'd be in the running for some grand prize each month. Are you it was simply called pow. Are you talking about K-A-M-E? Well, it was over K-A-M-E. Yeah, Channel 21, but they were picking up Channel 2 out of the Bay Area. Okay. And it was just simply called POW. Pow. Interesting. Yeah. And it was just shooting at ships that kind of came into a thing. <laughs> and it came on during the commercial breaks of the afternoon cartoons of, like I said, the He-Mans or the Thundercats or whatever they were playing in okay. the afternoons. But in the mornings, the only thing I remember was Little Rascals. Wow. Okay. That's and that kind of, we kind of deviate when the whole Saturday morning cartoon thing, because Little Rascals, first off, I feel like they go back to the turn of the century. I know they're around <laughs> like in the 30s and the 50s and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And they had a whole bunch of, because it was only good. Like you could only use a kid for like 16 months. Give or take, yeah. They had to be old enough to remember lines, but couldn't be so big that, hi, I'm one of the little rascals. Right. That kind of didn't really work well. So they always had different, and we always think like alfalfa, but they had a couple of different ones or buckwheats. They had a couple of different they would kind of shuffle through the different kids. Well, there was buckwheat. There was stymie. Yeah. Um, there, there was the the one kid who wore the like the derby. Um, I forget. And, and spanky. It wasn't, it wasn't. No, no. It wasn't buckwheat. It wasn't spanky. Spanky didn't wear a derby. Spanky mm. was uh, hatless. Oh, I well, I thought Alfalfa wore a derby mm -hmm. when his little hair uh, point wasn't. I don't know. Yeah. I, I wasn't a I wasn't a huge Little Rascals fan because it just kind of some of these some of that stuff was just sort of like. All right, it's on. I'm eating. Let's go to school. There was um, <laughs> there's an REO station wagon song called "Tough Guys" on High End Fidelity. All it's right. track five on the disc, and and it has an intro for uh, from Little Rascals. Oh, talking okay. about the He-Man Woman Haters Club. Oh yes, yes. Hey Romeo, oh, I thought you were part of the He-Man Woman Haters Club. <laughs> I'm sorry, Spanky. I have to live my own life. Yeah, no, it was that was some weird stuff. The uh, other stuff that kind of came and went that was cool that was sort of on the fringe of all that was things like the Pink Panther. Okay. Pink Panther was cool, and it was considered Saturday morning cartoon. That was Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. Um, and it was such a weird cartoon because nobody spoke. Right. It was like a modern version of the silent S film. Silent film, but it was with just, just music. Sound, of, sound effects and music, yeah. Yeah. And that's what the Pink Panther was. And it was kind of fun that way. But in Tom and Jerry, most of the time, they never spoke either. No. It was just sound effects and running back and forth. Every so often, 
like Tom would say something. I don't remember Jerry ever speaking. Tom did, and he kind of had a really creepy voice about him. Jerry did have, um, Jerry had a couple of lines. There was one episode I remember where they were talking about eating food, and uh, Jerry had this little, this cute little voice that would say, yes, more food. Yes, oh, please. Yeah. Yes. And and it, <laughs> it, it was, was mousy. I have yeah. to I have to try to find out which episode that was. But um, yeah, that was that was a good one. Um, you touched on uh, going back to the Hanna Barbera thing real quick and Pink Panther. Uh, do you remember Jabberjaw? Jabberjaw. He that was wait. Jabberjaw was was that the shark? Jabberjaw was the shark. Okay. And yeah. Then, and then of and he course, wore a hat. Uh, Jabberjaw had a hat. So did Grape Ape. Yes, Grape Ape, and they were all like. Uh, parallel universe family friends to Scooby-Doo. Yes. Because every so often they would like do crossover shows mm-hmm. where they would show up in one another and you're like, no way. Like, Grape Ape showing up with Scooby-Doo. That's amazing. So do you remember <laughs> there was uh, there was a, um, an entertainment lifestyle type convention, uh, Reno Con right. or Entertainment Con or something that took place in 19, 2019. Right. Um, I was lucky enough to moderate a panel of five voices and the five voices... <laughs> were all a part of my childhood, our childhood. Oh, wow. And they voiced cartoons like Jabberjaw, Grape Ape, and they're so in, on. And they were under the Hanna-Barbera family stuff. And I wasn't, uh-huh. I wasn't given enough time to prep for this interview. And so, like, my mind is being blown when one of the guys is like, oh, yeah, I voiced the characters for, you know, insert all these different comic cartoons, like, growing up. and Wheezy my, and all the crazy voices yes. and all that stuff. Wow. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, Augie Doggy. Yeah. And Yogi Bear. Sure. Yes. So one, and the of the guys, one of the guys did the voices for that. It was unbelievable. Oh, and all of a sudden he just, Hi, I'm Augie Doggy. He slipped into he, oh, a wow. Tennessee tuxedo. Oh, yeah. He slipped into some of these voices. <laughs> yes. And I'm like standing at the podium watching this. And all of a sudden I'm eight. And I've got my bowl of buckwheats and I'm watching these voices come to life in front of me. It was unbelievable. That's cool. Yeah, it's funny because there were so many characters in that, uh, again, when I went and did my research to kind of remind my brain of all, I'm like, oh my God. And then they talked about the Cartoon Olympics where they would take all of the different families and battle against each other. And you always had the bad guys trying to undermine everything that was going on. Those were, by the way, those are called the Laugh Olympics. Yes, the Laugh Olympics. (laughs) Thank you. And Snidely Whiplash is the leader of the bad guys with his dog Muttley. Right. And that was another voice. Muttley would. That was another voice that they did too on the panel of people. It was so great. Like I said, it was incredible. (laughs) It was incredible. I wish you guys could see the excitement right now. The the Laugh Olympics were kind of cool because one of the two good guy teams would always win. Mm -hmm. But the bad guys for the longest time looked like they were going to pull one out because they were cheating their way. And no, you couldn't have that because you always had to have the good guys come out in the end. And that was kind of like Scooby-Doo. They always figured out a way to be to beat the bad guys or whatever was going on, whether it was robbing a bank or whatever ghost version of things were going on. Hopefully but, this isn't too tertiary of a reference for you, but um, so another like uh, some of my other favorites growing up were Roger Ramjet, Secret Squirrel, Jeez. And Dudley do right. Okay, I have to tell everybody you're doing all of this with no notes in front of you, and that's impressive, but <laughs> kind of weird. See, I I don't remember any of that. That's okay. I remember things. the The most peripheral things, like I said, were like Mighty Mouse would 
kind of come and go. And Mighty, Mighty Mouse, Mouse is kind of yeah. Um, uh, the two crows. Yeah, Heckle and Jekyll. Heckle and Jekyll were awesome because <laughs> they just bickered at one another, and it was kind of awesome. So we had um, at KRZQ in two thousand seven, eight, nine, even we had a couple of interns who were inseparable. And they were, they were such like when we would do an event, like at, at we do an, uh, a beer event or whatever at bullies and they would see somebody drinking a beer. They would just in unison chime, chug, chug, chug. Oh, and geez. it would crack me up because like you, all of a sudden the person drinking the beer realizes like the girls are cheering them on and all of a sudden they're like, Oh crap, I got to drink this beer faster. Oh no. And so like, and they would do it. And, and so I named them heckle and Jekyll. Wow. Yeah. All right. The other uh, peripheral, see, peripheral stuff that I knew from like Hanna Barbera were things like Captain Caveman mm-hmm. with his. And the Teen Angels. Yes. Which <laughs> was kind of like a really weird Charlie's Angels thing. Yeah. Because you had the three pretty girls that worked for, instead of it being Bosley, it's this weird, like peanut shaped furry dude mm-hmm. who had this amazing um, his club. club that made him fly. And he wore a cape too, don't forget that. Oh really? Yeah, Captain Caveman wore a cape. He had that the club. He was had to have covered head to toe in hair, like like right. it, cousin it on yeah, the Adams right. family. Except for his nose sticking. His out. nose and his eyes, his mouth you could see as well. Um, right. He had like uh, random whiskers as well, which is odd because he was covered in hair. Right. Um, well, you got to create a face somehow. Absolutely. So sense, but yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was, I think, that was a spinoff of another Hanna Barbera, uh, Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just I mean, kind of like a like Josie and the Puss- Pussycats were their thing, and so like uh, to kind of like get guys to watch it because I mean some guys watch Josie and the Pussycats, they watch the Archies. It but was a musical. That's good to, to reel it in. Like let's let's introduce like a excuse me a, a knuckle dragger character. Yeah, right. In Captain Caveman. Right. Yeah, and then like in that same group, that same genre of things were Speed Buggy. Yeah. Oh was, my God. Yeah. Oh man, Speed Buggy was the best. Oh, so Speed Buggy was also featured on, if you remember, um, if, if I'm not mistaken, was also featured in the Sid and Marty Croft Hour. So Sid and Marty Croft had um, like Land of the Lost, oh. uh, Doctor Shrinker. There was Speed Buggy. Uh, th- there was all, <laughs> all this stuff. Wow. Okay. <laughs> No, I don't remember all. I'm blowing your mind with all this, aren't I? Yeah. Again, he's doing this with no notes. No notes. I have to look down at my notes because I'm I'm thinking of certain. Okay. Now, we're we're talking about the show the other night and saying to myself, man, this would be amazing if they put this out on TV. But there's no way they could put it anywhere in the world of reruns because I don't see it anywhere. And that's Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids. Oh man, um, it, accurate. They, okay. okay, so if you catch any of it, it's like they even cut it up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like you can't find full episodes of that anywhere because it is so incredibly derogatory to its own race of people. Very I mean, it so. was unbelievable how these folks, and that was okay. That was, um, and if I remember right on Saturday mornings, um, Fat Albert was the lead into Soul Train. Oh. I think, if I'm not mistaken, because uh, there was, was Soul, it Train. Soul Train or Solid Gold. Uh, well, Solid Gold and uh, okay, so Soul Train and Bandstand were on Saturday mornings right, right before noon, and it was one into the other, and then like noon on noon until seven was like sports or whatever, right. and then seven o'clock was when Solid Gold was on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I remember on Sundays 
that's when the Muppet Show came on. Absolutely. And then after that, I want to say it was Lawrence Welk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lawrence Welk now has reruns on KNPB, yeah. our PBS station here in town. That's Saturday nights now. Right. Um, from five to six as part of like a music type lineup that leads, right. um, that, that closes with Austin City Limits from 11 to midnight. All right. And then in that same thing, if you weren't watching Wide World Disney, you're watching Mutual of Omaha's uh, Wild Kingdom. Yeah. Wild Kingdom. Yeah. With uh, Merlin Perkins. Merlin Perkins is well. Marlon Perkins, yes, yeah. well done. Yeah, and he would stand in this really strange office that had the rotating TV. Mm-hmm. And it would start out with a map of the world, and then it, it would rotate around. And now you're in a map of, like, Nigeria or something. And it would rotate one more time, and now there's a TV set there yep. that starts the footage of him on the back of some caravan of cars to go see elephants. That you'd never seen before. I mean, to he opened uh, things up. Piggyback on your reference of the wild world of sports. What was Jim's last name? The host, Jim McKay. McKay, thank you. Yeah. I was like going through my head. You're talking, and I can oh. see him. I yeah. can watch him introducing all the different elements, but I can't picture his last name. That's funny. I picture him doing British Open broadcasts for Excellent. ABC because that was on in the morning, which was unusual yeah. for golf. But it was over there. I remember, and and when golf would preempt the cartoons on Saturday morning, I'd be very angry. I was so mad, yeah. and I think that's probably why. Honestly, that's probably why. No disrespect to to this to the sport activity, whatever people call it, um, or however they refer it. I, I think that's why I still hold somewhat of a grudge against it. I mean, you well, play, funny, yeah, and and you play. You're an avid golfer. Your handicap is like negative twelve. No, it's not. It's okay, negative <laughs> it's five. Anyway, but still, you're very good, and I've learned a lot from you and other mutual friends we've had over the years. Talk about the sport. I do my best to absorb as much information so I can join sure. in on the conversation. But when golf would be on Saturday mornings, I remember being so mad because I couldn't see Speed Racer. And I wouldn't know well, like, if Racer X is going to appear in this episode or what was going to happen with Chim Chim and Spritel. Like, I didn't know. And I was so mad about that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, animated. Wow. Yeah. And you realized it was exactly one weekend in July each year. That's right. the only time it was ever preempted because, yeah. <laughs> but it was just... Uh, still, anyway, so... What else do you have? In between, going back to the commercials, commercials during cartoons were critical as well. All breakfast cereals. And? Uh, Toys. Thank you. Actually, there were three things that would happen. Breakfast cereals, so you knew, how come I can't, or you'd you'd watch, you'd say, how come I can't jump as far as that kid eating kicks? Or Count Chocula or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the Count Chocula, that was like extended cartoons. Like (laughs) Count Chocula would talk to Frankenberry, and it was amazing because... You knew it was about to be Halloween. Do you, don't you? Okay, so when we when we did our Halloween candy episode or, right. or breakfast or, or something, do you remember the other um, the other two um, monster cereals? Because we had the obvious three. Right, Booberry is the third, and yeah. the other one we found out was a uh, fruit thing. Fruit brute. Right, fruit brute. Yeah. yeah, not very popular. No, not popular. <laughs> And I don't remember... Which I imagine is nothing more than Fruity Pebbles repackaged. Or like um, like a Fruity Lucky Charms. Oh. Yeah, if you can like put two and two together. <laughs> so you were, we're just... <laughs> we're making marshmallows and fruit together? <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Right. How do we survive? So Buckwheats okay. was my cereal, and I remember seeing that advertised on the TV, and, and that was it. Because, mm-hmm. like, all my friends, we all had different cereals. So if we, like, if we spent the night at one another's house and we woke up in the morning, it was always like cereal roulette to see who had what awesome cereal in the morning. Absolutely. And then if mom decided to really make it a day for everybody, she would get up with us wherever we were and she would make either pancakes or French toast and that like or waffles would, or yes. throw some egos into the toaster and you're like sit there wow egos in our PJs yeah. and watch you know Bugs Bunny and, and Foghorn Leghorn mm. and all of the grand stuff sure so the uh, so the cereals like I remember the uh, Lucky Charms one where mm-hmm. Lucky would come in or there was always uh, silly rabbit tricks are for kids. Absolutely. That was right there in the middle of all that or cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yes. Those were, I mean, it was just, they just rotate those same four or five different general mail cereals over and over and over. And you see those all the time. And then the toy ones, like when it got closer and closer to Christmas, you're like, Oh my God, did you see that new millennium Falcon? That's amazing. <laughs> it flies by itself. It doesn't right. really, but it looks like it does in the um, okay, so uh, I, I, I may have told you this once before. If I have it, then I can tell you right now. Uh, one time I was in Buffalo. It was summer 15, and I was out there with some friends, music festival, everything's great. After the festival's done, we're walking to this place, uh, a bar called Ballyhoo. We're going to hit a bunch of bars in downtown Buffalo. Anyway, we were walking to a bar, and I, all of a sudden, like in the middle of the street, I stop, and the group I'm with all of a sudden someone turns to say something to me I think it was it was my friend Megan and she turns she goes hey paint paint where's pain all of a sudden she turns she goes pain what are you doing and I'm standing in the middle of the street and my nose is in the air and I'm like are you kidding me right now this is where you guys live they all of a sudden my buddy Adam's like yeah what's like what's what's going on I'm like don't you guys smell the air it smells like Count Chocula <laughs> and they all start laughing and Megan points like in a direction. She goes, yeah, General Mills is right there. I went, I need to move here. I, I love Buffalo. <laughs> it's in Buffalo? It's in, they have like, they have plants. Oh, because I thought their main one was in uh, Battle Creek, Michigan. They, Battle Creek, that's Kellogg's. Oh, um, okay. So there, there's, uh, there, there's one in, in Lodi, California. Right. There's another one in Buffalo, but like literally the General Mills plant. I mean, they have these massive, like how we have that massive uh, dog food silo or whatever out off of Greg Street in Sparks. It's on East Greg. Yeah. And it's no longer dog food. They okay. make brownies there. Perfect. Walk out front of that place any afternoon. It smells amazing. After some edibles. Yeah. And I will, like you, you they have these giant silos that that are for, that is for General Mills. And, and so, so someone, I, I posted uh, something. Much on, better than Pekin, Illinois, where they make vodka and it just comes out of corn mash and that is not a pleasant smell. Hard pass. Yeah. Just um, been there, done that. The, the uh, um, uh, oh, I, I posted something on my Instagram the other day and, and someone noticed the three boxes of family-sized Count Chocula on the top of my fridge. And I said, look, there, I have to make those stretch until around the beginning of October this year um, be, or until Target carries them on a regular basis or until General Mills sees it and hopefully says, hey, that guy really loves Count Chocula. Let's send him a case. <laughs> okay, a case. Oh. I will take it. All right. So it's got to last you 10 months. I, it's something. So okay. the breakfast cereals, the toys, and yeah. you said there was the a third. Schoolhouse Rock. <gasps> 
a bill is, I made a reference the other day, my friend Sarah, we were texting about something and I, uh, uh, I said something, we were talking about engagement on uh, Instagram photos, et cetera, et cetera. And I go, right. I said, I would have that same engagement. However, I'm just a bill. I'm only a bill <laughs> <laughs> sitting on top of Capitol Hill. She started laughing. Oh man, I, I can honestly say I learned more from Schoolhouse Rock than I did from English class. Yes. Yes, conjunction, junction, what's your function? Oh man. You just, you go right down the list. I'm just a bill. I mean, it's lolly, 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 get your ad, uh, adverbs here. I mean, it was insane. What about a slab or slice of chunka? I gotta have a hunka, a something of whale of cheese. You remember yes. that one? Yes, I actually have the whole thing done. Oh man, so yes. great. Yes. No, Schoolhouse Rock were amazing, and they did an amazing job of keeping you engaged. I don't, they're what, three minutes long, two, three minutes long? Give or take. And you learned about that part of whether it's government or English language yeah. or general stuff. And then they made newer ones that weren't nearly as good. It's like no. whoever that guy and that animator was, they were perfect because they were simple, but you got the point to what's going on. Schoolhouse Rock was also, I think, um, around the same time or the uh, the, the lead-in for Riff. Do you remember Riff? Reading is fundamental. Correct. From uh, Washington, D.C., 10010 is the... Uh, Zip code. Zip code Jackpot. There. Yeah. Yeah, so that's where I think that was the lead-in for Riff. And okay. I remember seeing, seeing the Riff spots, I'm like, ah, it's not really as much fun. Let's go back to Conjunction Junction. Yeah. It was uh, hooking up phrases and words and clause words or something like that. <laughs> oh man, this is so great. Yeah, there's I I had a uh, a, a uh, moment that I was going to add to all of this. Here it is. I'm just a bill. Yes, yes ringtone. Okay, that's we don't a, have to pay for either of those. That's a all right. that's a ringtone. Yeah, awesome for people that I have to pay money to. Oh, each fair month. enough. And <laughs> they call me. That's. And that's what shows up. That's like when my mother calls me, I get, uh, it's the Stewie Griffin. Mom, 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 <laughs> mommy, ma, ma. Does she know that? No, she has no idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, I mean, it's fun. So like, even if my phone, if I leave my ringer on, cause I've been doing that lately. I've been turning the ringer on so I can hear my text tones and my ring Actual rings. Yeah. Again. Which we kind of went away from. Because, it, and, and going back to technology, uh, last week's episode real quick, um, Verizon, and to kind of like side, sidebar on this, Verizon decided, because that's my carrier, they decided, I believe at the end of, Oct uh, end of November, they were going to discontinue ringback tones, which is unfortunate. Ringback tones? Yes. Yeah, so now, I remember when I call you, I get... Uh, what would you hear? Well, I get Rickrolled. Right. Do I not get that anymore? No one gets Rickrolled. Oh. Yeah. It just rings? It, it's disappointing. Oh, they discontinued the... Uh, the ringback tone. Oh, that's what that means. Yeah. Ringback is when you call someone, that's, you hear a song, and how did you set that up? Well, I set it up, so if I go to contacts, and then I type in your name in my phone, and I want to change your ringback tone, I go to edit, and then I go to the ringback tone. Uh, your current... It's actually on your phone. Yeah. Oh, your I thought it was like online that you set that the up. The current ringback tone for you right now is okay. because we love baseball. Sure. Okay. All right. But generally, when anybody would call, yeah, they Rick would rolls. get Rick Astley and they huh. would get Rick rolled. But yeah, going back to baseball for you. 
Um, your your text tone, by the way, for for whenever you send a text message to me is. It is your destiny. <laughs> awesome. So that's what happens when I when you send a text. I'm like, oh man, FG is on the uh, on the horn. Okay. Anyway, so um, uh, all that stuff, all that said and done, the um, uh, so we had breakfast cereal, toys, we had conjunction junction. Uh, what other fun notes do you have there to share? I was trying to find. Oh, you don't want me to play what happens when you call. Uh. Come on, where is it? I hate you. <laughs> it's okay. Keeps, just keeps you in the gym. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not upset about it. I do uh, hate you. <laughs> those are the. Those are the big thing. Where, and you would. They always made. Oh, you'd also see shoes. Shoes. Zips. Oh, zips. Ruse. Tracks, uh, yeah, stuff like that. And you're like, can? yeah, yeah. Um, Adidas, yeah, a little bit, but you're like, God, how they jump so far? Yeah, it's amazing. How does <laughs> excuse me? Adidas shoes or uh, Ruse shoes, mm-hmm. short for kangaroos, which they originally were. Man, you could like jump across the room in those. Yes, those are, and yeah, those things would show up. And between that and making toys just simply dance off the screen, mm-hmm. which simply wasn't very nice. Because uh, that's not what they did. McDonald's too, I think they had oh, yeah. their, they the had Happy their Meals, ads too. for Happy Meals. Yeah, and, and you had, had all of the characters. That's where we saw like Hamburglar and Grimace and Ronald, of course, and the Fry Guys. Mayor McCheese. Mayor McCheese. Was part of, <laughs> yes. And uh, who showed up uh, during Lent every year? That oh, the, was it the fish sandwich? Paleo fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's when they do the fish sandwiches, is at Lent. Yeah, they still do them in their, their I don't know. Um, yeah, I, the, uh, oh, you know, I am disappointed in myself if we can sidebar again. Yes. Uh, McDonald's, I didn't, did not get a McRib this year. So How come? I just, I, I lagged. I, I just, I lagged. And all of a sudden, like, it's gone. I went, damn it, I gotta wait till December. Oh. Is it gone? It is. Oh, it's gone until okay. November. It's kind of like a something. movie that you're hoping to see. Exactly. I, I thought maybe, um, I thought maybe. What do you have there? That got in your head or something? No. Okay. Just checking. No. I look. I know I'm not that thin. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Anyway. The. Uh, um, does everybody know what that is? If they don't, it's the theme for Fat Albert. Back oh. to sa- Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> All right. So your notes. The. Uh, I know. I'm looking through my notes. Okay. So the the other thing that was kind of weird for my world was how I became a part of Saturday Morning Cartoons. And I don't know if you remember, but when the Ice Capades would come to town, when we had the radio station, they would do an advance to help sell tickets. Now, and they would send a suit. Hold on. Um, to, uh, to kind of veer a little bit, uh, when you say the radio station, now your dad was the when general we, manager. When we did the Xerox thing. Okay. Oh, so when he owned the station. So, yeah. So over 30 years ago. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It was, he started September of 1990. Right. They would send in advance these suits to send people out. And I would be, I, I got to be on a number of different occasions, the... Um, cartoon character for th- for the ice capades in advance awesome. of the thing. So I was 
a Smurf once. Awesome. I was a Snork, which was the underwater version of the Smurfs, yeah. right? And I was um, Alvin the Chipmunk. Okay. And people, I and they would send, and this didn't just, this wasn't just at Xerox. This was also at back when my dad was at KOZZ because they needed somebody that wasn't so big that was intimidating to kids. Right. But could so you so, threw on the mascot costume? Yeah. Oh, so I would okay. be I would be the mascot in advance of the and my thing was to just simply go to um, like convention or not conventions word. I did it at the rodeo a couple of times. Okay. I I did at the fair once. I just simply walk around and I'd hand out flyers saying the ice capades are coming to town. Right. Here is uh, the dates and tickets will be available soon. Make sure the cat doesn't eat the cord, which she tried to do earlier. Okay. Um, yeah. So it made the cartoons all of a sudden, like I got behind the curtain with a couple of the cartoons, which is a really weird thing because yeah. kids would come up to you. Oh my God, look, at, <laughs> it's all star. The snork. You're amazing. That's so cool. And you're like, Oh yeah, that's me. Right. Snork. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Or, or, Oh, Look, mom, it's Alvin the chipmunk. And you just, you all you do is you put your hands up yep. and you never talked and you always had a handler with you. That was all part of the deal was mm -hmm. you, you brought somebody to come along. And I had one moment where I got into a dark spot oh. and I had kids kind of jump me uh -oh. at the rodeo once. Oh. And my handler had gone another way or was talking to somebody. <sighs> and all of a sudden my helmet got twisted around and it was the strangest thing. And to this day, I don't even know what the hell it was all about, but it was the craziest moment where I kind of got jumped a little bit. Wow. Of, I don't know what they're going to take. It's not like I had anything, but mm -hmm. yeah, it was it was a spooky moment. I was in, because you remember at the, at the fairgrounds where they had some of the exposition halls before they built the Livestock Event Center. Right. They had those exposition halls, and it was like a dark corner near that. Yes. Um, uh, you have been, um, <clears throat> excuse me, what a lot of people don't know is while you're giving me this description, your cat decided to join you. Yes. I I have this really strange relationship with this really strange cat. It <laughs> just feels the need to always be very close to me. I like the cat. Can we hear it? Um, so you, uh, when, when being a part of all of this, so did you, 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 this only happened like two or three times for you or? Well, no, I did the, the suit remember, thing like four or five times. I was going to say, I don't remember that happening at Xerox. And if so, yeah. why didn't you invite me with you? I don't remember. <laughs> I remember like I'd bring sales guys, like Dave Smullyan sales guy went with me a couple of times because I think it was his account. Okay. That kind of thing. And that's kind of how it, it started. But I remember doing it before that when I was still in high school. Uh, and I have pictures of me like in a couple of the different outfits. Awesome. Like in, in photo albums and whatnot. Yeah, it was kind of a really weird thing to have to be all of a sudden be a part of the cartoons wow. and be that. And I was never, I wasn't a cheerleader or anything like that, but you could have some fun with it because all you had to do is put your hands up and you kind of wiggle around and yep. all that sort of stuff. And oh my God, it would just get people so fired up. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you ever see, I'm trying to think of how um, when, when animation crossed over, so to speak, to from Saturday morning to primetime, and oh, sure. do you remember seeing, because it's, it's well over 30 years ago, when The Simpsons made their debut on The Tracy Ullman Show? I, whether, I don't know if it was necessarily Tracy Ullman, but I remember no, early, early Simpsons. Yeah. Um, 
because my girlfriend at the time, Dawn, remember, okay. uh, she and I would watch it because it was right when that first started, it went right into In Living Color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was and, on Fox. Yeah, and on Sunday nights. Yeah, so, as it still is, thirty years later. So they would have it's pretty amazing. They would have um, their their you know lead their little teaser you know uh, two minute clips or whatever thirty second clip. Oh right. And I just remember like thinking that was the funniest thing on primetime. And you know here we are, like thirty two almost three years later, and yeah. the Simpsons are still you know going strong in prognosticating. Absolutely. How many things have come true on Simpson? Now, I'm going to put it into the effect that they've had, what, 700 episodes? Is that the number? I don't know. It's, I, I, it's it, some crazy number. It's an astronomical and number. And eventually, you're going to get something right. But as many different <laughs> things as they have gotten right, yeah. it, is, it is almost spooky. Mm-hmm. And when I say got it right, they said things that happened 10, 15 years plus yeah. before it actually happened. Yeah, absolutely. In really, really weird ways, just little subtle things. But there is a site you can go to that's like Simpsons Prognostications or something. And look at and, all the... Yeah, and all the things that they got right well ahead of when it actually happened. Um, I'm wearing Pac-Man socks right now, CDs. Oh, I remember the Pac-Man cartoon. I had the Pac-Man you album. Did you? But you, you do remember the Pac-Man cartoon? Yeah. Okay, because that was on Saturday mornings too. Yeah, <clears throat> that's when me. they started to really reach. For it got a little weird. Yeah. Um, okay, so now remember, like there was a Star Wars cartoon. Yes. With just three PO, and then there was the Ewoks one as well. So you huh. you referenced um, how Fat Albert was what would, like now would be culturally culturally inappropriate. <clears throat> now right? I think it was then. We but just I mean, don't like, worry about it. It I guess. wasn't. It was like weird at that time. Blazing Saddles was still an okay movie to watch, right? <laughs> I guess so. Right now, there's that. no way in hell Blazing Saddles could be remade. Absolutely oh, be remade? No, no, but it gets rerun. Like it shows up on TV, yes. and you're like, wow, wow, okay. <laughs> I was watching it on a plane one time, and I was flying somewhere, and and I was laughing hysterically. And as the plane is coming to the thing, we have to put up the iPad to do all that. Um, there was a lady who uh-huh. was sitting next to me. She goes, "Hey, so um, what are you watching?" I like in my mind, I thought she was like goofing on me for a second. I go, "Oh, it's Blazing Saddles." She goes, "I've never heard of that movie." I go, "Came out in '74. Yep. Check it out when you have some time." Never heard of that. She movie. goes, "You were laughing really hard." I go, "I mean, the movie's hysterical." She goes, "Okay, when again?" I go, "1974." She goes, "Okay." So th- I, my most inappropriate laughing on an airplane to a movie had to have been to Borat. Awesome. And you talk about a wildly inappropriate movie. And I remember the, the wife and I were watching it and we each had a headphone in and we're both laughing at this thing. And we're like looking around over our shoulder like, is anybody else seeing this? Because nobody else should be seeing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, is, this is not for mixed Mixer uh, company. You, um, do, what other, do, do we have any other? Uh, Mr. No? Magoo. Mr. Magoo. Yeah. Jim Voiced, Backus. Yes. Also known as Thurston Howell III. Absolutely. So Mr. Magoo was such a weird cartoon because you're talking about a guy who's basically blind or he went through life with his eyes closed. I'm not really sure which they dis- they decided. Right. And then every so often something crazy would happen and he would open his eyes and that would kind of freak everybody out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Mr. Magoo was a really weird cartoon that like this guy stumbled through life and mm-hmm. he was all good because he stumbled through life. He made mistakes and people, they just, they went along with it and 
you know, it was haphazard uh, circumstances at times, and that was that. Yeah. So that was that was one of my uh, um, one of the weird ones that I liked, and then the last one that I always thought was weird because I didn't quite get it was Space Ghost. Oh man. So okay, do you remember then when Cartoon Network? Because um, that was Gary yeah. Owens. Yeah. And <laughs> it was. Gary Owens is an under underappreciated talent. Oh. For a time, we could get Gary Owens voiced stuff. Yes. At the radio station, and I don't. It was expensive, so I I know that's why I never did. Because but. Cartoon Network also at the time, um, this was before Adult Swim. Cartoon Network oh, right. used to do Space Ghost uh, after uh, like uh, the the uh, Coast to Coast. That's yeah, what it was. Space they Ghost. put it in the evening. Yeah, basically. And then that was the lead to Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> Yes. Because that was also at the same time with Beavis and Butthead. Yes. Um, you know, all these different fun animation that's, things. That's all the Viacom family of, yeah. of stuff back in the day. Yes. And all of that stuff. And if you went to the Viacom store on oh. Michigan Avenue in, uh, in Chicago? Chicago, that was like four stories tall, you could sit on the couch with Beavis and Butthead and have your picture taken. Amazing. Uh-huh. Like life-size beavis, but in their heads were like four feet tall by oh, themselves. Oh, my God. And their body was itty-bitty. But you could sit there and, yeah. Ham it up with them. Yeah, take oh your picture with, uh, with beavis and butthead. I would lose my mind. Do you know if they had anything Mr. Horse related? No, sir. I don't like it. Yeah. They had <laughs> some stuff. I just use that a lot as a drop. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Horse is one of my favorite characters. Tertiary. <laughs> Yes. Uh, ancillary, even. Same. It, it came from the same era as Ren and Stimpy mm-hmm. and all that sort oh, of stuff. Oh, that's where it was. It was yeah. Ren and Stimpy. Because yeah. Powdered Toast Man was another one of my favorites. Oh. Powdered Toast Man, also voiced by Gary Owens. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But but Space Ghost was one of those, going back to that, I, I remember watching. I'm like, wow, it's really cool. They're out in space and they're doing this stuff. But I'm not following the story at all. Mm-hmm. This is just above me. <laughs> And then I remember later on, like, I remember watching for a moment, like, the Smurfs would be on. I'm like, I don't know why, but I kind of feel dirty watching this. Asriel what's going on. And Gargamel. Yeah. It was, like, super weird. Okay. For some reason. And Smurfette would show up and everybody would be Googling over, Googling over Smurfette. And you'd be like, okay, yeah, no, I'm out. <laughs> I, I, I can't do this. And then the same thing with, like, He-Man. And those would come on. You'd be, mm-hmm. you'd watch those for a few minutes, and you're like, "Nope, I, I, I can't do this anymore. I, I, I don't know what it is, but, but I'm out." And then, what was the, uh, the stop action, or not the stop action, but the claymation puppeted, um, China, or Japanese show, thunder, and then um, the guys from South Park went and remade it a few years ago. Um, they did well. You're not you're not thinking the not the Team America stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Well, that Team America is what the South. That's what the South Park guys remade. Yeah. But there was another with Eddie Coe and all that sort of stuff as the voice of hmm. the um, China or the the Japanese guys. Gosh, I can't remember that. I'm not but that was all. It. Yeah, that was all part of that same afternoon. It wasn't stop action. It was actually puppets and okay. all that sort of stuff. And they existed in a uh, in a dirigible in a blimp. Huh? Was that was like their? Oh, 
It, it wasn't... I know what you're talking about. I can see it, but I can't place the characters. Yeah. Or I can't place it the It was name. really cool stuff, too. Yeah. But they... And it was very well done, but man, it seemed to come and go super fast. Yeah. Wow. I'll, I'll let your brain think about that. Thank you. You whipped out a whole bunch of things with no notes, and that's very impressive. Thank you. Yeah. Like anybody questions your memory, but nonetheless. Well, I mean, a whole look. Bunch of stuff. And, and I know that, that I get teased about it at times, and, and <laughs> th- there, there are moments where I do slip into adolescence, maybe a little more often than I should. But I mean, growing up at the time, in the time that we did, Sure. was such a golden age and such an incredible era. I mean, you know, we got to see that we going back to technology real quick from last week. We we got to work with answering machines, real to real things. We saw, you know, cartoons that weren't censored at the time and, and to to touch on the culturally inappropriate, whether it was Fat Albert or if it was a Popeye World War II cartoon or a Bugs Bunny. Yes. I mean, there's plenty of stuff in Bugs a Bunny commercials. A ton of stuff. They are uh, cartoons. cartoons that you're like, whoa. Okay, you go back and watch that and you're like, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right, he's chasing around a little guy that is depicting Hitler. Mm-hmm. Not cool. Okay, we're going to just move on past that. But but that was the time and the, it was okay. And this was the era that we grew up. So, you know, I, I, I do my best to retain as much information as possible without having to lean on a, a resource like the internet or, or whatever. I sure. mean, yes, it's there. I, it's, it's my fallback, my go-to or whatever, um, that I can like reassure the information. But having all of this like still fresh, I love it. That's impressive because my head is continually one in, one out, one in, <laughs> one out. I, I learn something here and I lose it from there. And all right. there's a, there's a Pixar movie called Inside Out. That's all about that. Okay. That you only have so many memories and it just gets full. It's and true. It just pushes out. Our brains are, another are memory. definitely, um, they only have so much, uh, storage for yep. information. All right. Do you have a thought for another topic? I was going to suggest, I, right before we started all of this, I threw out the Mazda RX-7 car at you, <laughs> which then made me think, like, is there ever been a car or a series of cars that you've wanted to own and you never either drove or you never had? Because you, hmm. uh, like me, I've lived in a number of different units. Yep. You have leased and or own a number of different cars. And another one soon on the horizon because this one's about done. All right. So we'll talk about cars, dream cars, that kind of thing. Absolutely. Very good. Until next time. Thank you for listening. <laughs>